Artcentric Podcast with Rafi and Klee. Hola, you amazing artist. It's Rafi and Klee. Talking about juggling a lot of creative stuff and working on our schedule, which is great because this is a topic that is very relevant relevant yeah certain things like life happen we've experienced a lot of that in the last year which by the way it is our one year anniversary not not today but a few days ago of moving into the sunflower house yes it for sure is and uh since that time i think we had um maybe spent about six months worth of not being able to jump on a lot of creative endeavors so It's interesting. I wanted to talk about putting a schedule together or like how it is that you could schedule out those creative projects, especially when you have a lot going on, because it is easy to fall behind. And what ends up happening with me is that when I do fall behind, a lot of projects start stacking one on top of the other. Yeah. And then you end up in a place where you feel like you're never caught up with anything. And that's not a good place to be. So how do you crawl out of that hole. It sounds so dramatic when you say it like that. How do you crawl out of your hole? <laughs> uh, we get a lot of applause and sunflowers. and For woo-hoo! our house anniversary. House anniversary. Thank you, Samson. Thank you, KJ. And thank you, Cotter Pinks. Uh, By the way, everybody that's listening to this, just to let you know, our amazing rogues are here with us, as always, joining in in this conversation and giving their very valuable insight uh, into whatever it is that we're talking about. So, yeah, let us continue. Charity said, I feel that way about housework sometimes. It is. Yes, the domestic arts, as we've come to call them, is it's part of it, right? You have to find a way to balance all the things, all the wondrous things that life has in store, such as domestic arts, running the business, uh, having relationships, <laughs> I mean, basically just about, because when it comes to the creative side of what you do as an artist, it's not only creating the artwork, you know, you want to have that time to create artwork, um, but also it's, you know, running the business, uh, your creative side of the business, going and talking to um, local businesses or galleries or setting up shows and doing different things. And obviously housework is something that will always be there. You know, it's it's one of those things it's there that, for you. It's there for you no matter what. Um, and, you know, for a lot of creatives, they also have the part time the or the side hustle. You know, they have the corporate side. hustle. They have the corporate side hustle going on. So it's like, how do you balance all these things out without um, without feeling overwhelmed? I think that it's really important to stay in a place where um, you're not overwhelming yourself by your own creative projects by your own rules. Definitely. With you and I, like we work for ourselves and somehow, some way we manage to a lot of times pile a little bit too much on our plates. Um, so it's, it is important because the other side of that, it's not just housework, not just, you know, your job, whether it's um, your art business or um, working for someone else, but it's also time for self-care. Mm-hmm. You know, and that, I, and I feel like that's one of the equations that always gets left out is the taking that time for yourself that that is very necessary, especially when you're a creative. Samson asked, "Does taking care of my 84 year old mama count as a side hustle?" Oh, absolutely. Yes, it sure does. Absolutely. A lot of us are in those positions of being a caregiver, 
And that is most definitely a full-time job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Charity said, I do my art and I also have just started reading tarot cards for people. Oh, that's cool. That is cool. That's really so cool. So we all have the things to balance, most definitely. And I don't want to go into this pretending like we have the answers because we are definitely forever <laughs> figuring it out. Yeah. I, and I think that it's a, I think it's an ever moving target, right? Because I think about when we first started um, the art career, we were balancing the art business, uh, balancing house, uh, you know, the cleaning domestic arts and uh, balancing doing shows and creating art. Right. Mm-hmm. So we had the four things that we were doing and then at one point we started doing videos as well. And, you know, this podcast, for example, and the more, the more that you start doing, the more you start throwing certain things um, on your plate. Mm-hmm. Right. And you, there always has to be a balance. You always want to make sure that whatever it is that you're working on is definitely something that you want to be working on. First off, um, uh, that there's a reason for why you're doing it. The second thing too is, you know, I always, I do love the analogy of throwing it on your plate, right? Because you can actually have several things on your plate as long as it's happening in moderation. Oh, that's true. And that is a good analogy because ultimately there's only so much you can fit on your plate before you make yourself sick. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And I think that the same goes with creative projects, right? So like if you have um, certain things that you're working on, it's understanding like, okay, how much of this can I realistically get done in a week, get done in a month, mm-hmm. especially if I'm balancing it with these other creative projects or, you know, running my business or doing whatever. Checking email, for example, is very mundane, but it's something that when you're running a business is necessary. Checking messages, um, it's also finding a way to streamline certain things, right? Because it's much more of a pain in the ass to check your email, um, check your messages on social media and check, you know, any any kind of way where somebody may contact you because they're interested in purchasing some art. Through several different platforms. Through several different platforms. That could be a pain in the ass and that could take, uh, sometimes it could take quite a bit of time especially if you've fallen behind on checking emails mm-hmm. or checking your messages and stuff like that. So we recently had a really great conversation where we talked about kind of the prioritizing of the things. Um, so like, let's say you have 10 things to do just to make it a nice, even round number. You might have three things that are foreground, like they are the priority, right? Um, foreground or main courses on your plate. Oh, I like <laughs> right? that. And then you might have middle ground stuff that's like, it's not a priority, but it's not, it can't be backburnered either kind of things. And then you might have the side dishes or the garnishes. Let's say the middle ground ones are the side dishes and then the background ones are the garnishes. And you have to fit them all on the plate, but they belong <laughs> in different places on the plate. 
and in in bigger or smaller portions, depending on how important they are. Right. And I think it's good to take a look at the things you do and prioritize them in that way. Like these are the things that need to happen regularly and get the first and foremost attention. These are the, the next tier of things. And then these are the things that I'm not going to shelf them, but they are going to get rotated in when I have time or digestive room <laughs> for them. <laughs> Let's say, let's say time, let's time. say time. And those things can move. They can change. Certain things might be a priority at certain times and other things might be a priority at other times. And that's, I think that that's the important thing to remember is that your, when it, when it comes to your priorities, remembering that your priorities don't stay constant, right? So one week it might be, well, I have these paintings that I'm working on and I want to get, or this art that I'm working on and I want to get this art done. And that becomes your priority. The, the, that same, that doesn't mean that that's going to be your priority every single week, right? because, you know, our priorities change from week to week, sometimes day to day. And really it's understanding that it's okay to shift, you know, it's okay to rotate your plate and eat something else. I do it the all the time. <laughs> Charity said, staying in the moment helps. Don't worry about the other stuff that needs to get done while working on a project. Yes, indeed. And that's compartmentalizing. Definitely. But I think the trick to car- to compartmentalizing is to really know where you're at with things also, because by knowing where you're at, then it does allow you to have that focus in the moment. Because if you have a bunch of stuff swirling around in your brain jar, like this amalgamous undefined list of things that's constantly going on, it makes it really hard to focus on any one thing in the moment. So I think understanding what it is you do and kind of arranging it in a way that works for you would allow you to better than focus when the time uh, comes to focus on a thing without um, brain chatter. Yeah, because it's the additional brain chatter while you're working on something that then stresses you out where it's like you should be working on something else. And a lot of times that brain chatter doesn't even have anything specific that you should, quote unquote, be working on. Um, And a lot of times that comes down because you're not really sure. It becomes this amorphous thing that's floating out in the background, especially when you have a lot of stuff going on. Now um, that, that right there, it's very easy to say like, that's way too much, right? When we look at that, it's like way too much. So what of those things could take a backseat? What is the main priority there? And what am I willing to say no to in order to make sure that I accomplish my priority? And I think that that's where a list comes in really helpful because it really gives you a solid understanding of where your time is going to go. Absolutely. And I make lists within lists, right? I have lists of current orders, especially this time of year. I'm already fulfilling Christmas orders at this point. Yeah. Um, So it's keeping lists of that and, you know, main lists of like, here's all the stuff going on, but also smaller fachunk lists leading up to accomplishing each individual thing. Oh my God. And you guys, fachunking, (laughs) fachunking is so important right now. (laughs) <laughs> at this point in time, yeah. just even recording the audiobook, you know, like, because I have to break that down because it's such a huge endeavor that I, it's not something I could sit down and just do it in a day or two days or three days. So I got to give myself an allotted goal every morning to do it. And there are plenty of mornings where I'm like, I don't, I don't want to do this. I, I don't feel like doing this. 
And it's understanding, well, let me just get it started. Let me just get it started. And in getting it started, allowing myself the room to be able to either A, meet my goal that day, or at least get something accomplished that day. Most definitely. So you don't feel like even further behind. Rachel said, I was starting to flounder today. So I broke down and made the list. I don't know why I get so stubborn. (laughs) (laughs) I'm an expert flounderer, Rachel said. Well, we we all have our moments of flounder for sure. And that's where the list can help. And so here's one way that this can look, right? Let's say you have 10 things consistently going on. Basically what we're doing right now is um, four major things in a day, right? That's it. Like four major things in a day is just about all you can fit in a planner or in a day. So four major things, which means if you have 10 major or a combination of major and minor things, then maybe the next day needs to be four other things or some combination therein. And even still, you know, it, it like in the, the original book, I talk about the fantastic four list and that's basically giving yourself those four things to do. And, but understanding that if you don't get them done that day, then you rotate whatever is left over onto the next day. And let's say that you get two accomplished and you're only bringing in two from the previous day, then you only add two. You only give yourself four things to do at a time. Mm-hmm. And it's important to stick to that, you know, and a lot of times it's really easy to try and shove a bunch of other things in there. The other side of that too, is that, you know, the part of a chunking that is really important is chunking something down, right? Like breaking something into parts, manageable stuff, manageable stuff, right? Something that you could possibly accomplish in that day. And that's where that's where it's really important to when you when you have a lot of stuff going on, A, being able to put things on the back burner and B, being able to prioritize what is most important. And that could be anything when you're prioritizing stuff. Sometimes it could just be like, I want to get this project done so that I don't have to think about it anymore. Most definitely. And chunking it down, I'll give you a practical example of what that looks like, okay? Uh, The big project is like, I'm going to finish renovating the entire third floor of my house, right? That's something that Rafi and I have said recently. That's not (laughs) for chunking at all. That's overwhelming, especially if you're like, I'm going to do it in a week. No, you're not, but you might uh, figure out what kind of spackle you need for the skim coating of the walls, step one, accomplish yeah. that. And I think it's really important if you have the opportunity to, to plan it ahead, because I don't know about you guys, but for me, there's nothing worse than having an overwhelming amount of stuff to do and waking up in the morning, not sure what you're going to do. Like yeah. that's the worst thing ever. And that that will happen a lot of times when you have so much going on mm-hmm. um, because you don't know where to start. And that there, there's nothing more de- debilitating than that because when you get up in the morning and you're like, I don't even know where to start, chances are, A, you're not going to get started right away, and B, you're going to waste a lot of time wondering where you should start. Yeah, you may not even do it at all. Uh, Yoshana said lists are especially essential when you're also your parent's caregiver. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. The Shelley said, "Woo, I'm in. Been a ninja lately. That's Excellent. awesome. Excellent. <laughs> Sarah said, I make lists for the store. Forget list. 
it happens. It happens, Sarah. You just gotta, you know. Sarah also said, I'm a bowl of tomato soup. So there's that. Indeed. <laughs> um, you know, when you forget your list, then you have to improvise, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> Sometimes you do have to improvise. Uh, <laughs> too many notebooks, forgot which one I wrote what in. That yeah. happened. That happens to me too. And the, the thing about it is uh, you, when it comes to that, you know, cause I love, I love sketchbooks. I love notebooks. I collect so many of them. I use them a lot of times when I'm planning stuff, but I have so many of them that really a lot of times I have to like put the majority of them away and only keep one or two that are particularly used for that one thing. Designated notebooks. Yeah. For example, there's one place where we make our to-do list. There's one place where our business finances ledger happens. There's one place where I keep a supply list of every single material I might have ever needed or will need in the future with SKU numbers. And it came in handy when one of my suppliers revamped their website and I lost all of my online data of things that I ordered. I had a hard copy list. You guys, I don't really do any of that. Um, that's clear. <laughs> As you guys know, we are very different when it comes to certain things. Now, those kind of things, though, I'm not going to put them down because they work. You they know? work, yeah. Uh, it's the same thing. She's not here right now, but Ginja, I know that Ginja makes a lot of lists and mm-hmm. makes a lot of breakdowns and stuff like that. And I think it's great because... You may not use it every single day, but when you do need it, it's there. You guys, and you can make a master list of where all of your lists are. Oh, if you crying want. out loud. Okay, I don't I'm know. kidding. That's way too much. I haven't done that, but as I heard myself say it, I thought, that's not a half bad idea. Oh, my goodness. Actually, <laughs> I have spreadsheets here for this purpose and oh, notebooks here for that purpose. I think I think we've gone. We I think we've, we've, we've just killed this podcast. <laughs> we are off the rails. We are off. You are off the rails. Somebody make a list of things for the rest of the podcast. Crying out loud. Uh, Yoshana thinks that's a great idea. (laughs) Thank you, Yoshana. Don't encourage her, Yoshana. (laughs) I think think it really is important, though, to get yourself organized. And I think really, you know, and, and we've mentioned this a few times, when it comes to the things that you have going on, you know, for some of us, I know at least for myself, I tend to be a very, very bad uh, judge of how long something will take me. Oof, we all are. There are times where I think it's going to be really quick and it takes forever. There are times where I think it's going to take forever and I take care of it really quickly. So I think um, when you do give, when you start to really analyze like, okay, well, how long? I think that this is going to take me this long. I'm going to give myself twice as much time. And you really start to pay attention to how much time you spend on things. And remember, not all that time is equal. There are times where if you are stressing on a project, it's going to take you a lot longer. You know, Mm -hmm. there are projects that when I've stressed on them, something that would typically take me a few hours will take me days. So these are all things that you want to keep in mind when you are thinking about how much time the things that you have going on are going to take. It's like, if it is something that you know is a little bit stressful, definitely give yourself more than enough time to do it. If it's something that 
um, you know, you're in a good frame of mind and you're like, yeah, I'm going to take care of this quickly. I know I could check these emails really quickly or whatever, but also keeping in mind that you might get that one email that you get stuck on that you get stuck Most on. Definitely. Okay. So we've got a couple of great comments and questions. Sarah said making lists can be an effective form of procrastination as well as research. That yes. is super true, Sarah. Yes, Sarah. And I think if we're honest with ourselves, we absolutely can tell the difference. When I find myself procrastinating by making lists, I simply move on and go into action. Yep. But for the most part, I utilize lists in a healthy manner. But if you catch yourself procrastinating by doing research or making lists, that is definitely something to look at. The, mo the most important thing is when you're doing, so if you're going to make a list, there has to be a goal to why you're creating the list, mm -hmm. right? There has to be something that you already know ahead of time that's going to come out of it. It's kind of like Charity asking, so do you recommend putting a time amount on your list? So Charity, when we were looking at the projects that we have going on for the third quarter, fourth quarter, uh, for fourth quarter, for this quarter that we're in now, um, I did add, you know, just an estimated amount of time. Like, okay, well, I believe that this project is going to take me 15 days. If I'm being realistic, I think this project is going to take me a day. I think this project is the reason I did that was so that I could add up the days, right? Taking and, taking a look at, um, okay, other things that are going on, you know, being able to take self-care time and realizing that, oh, I've given myself an unsurmountable amount of stuff to do. Yeah, so it's good to look at it in that way. Is this a realistic time frame yeah. for these things? Um, and in that regard, yeah, it's good. It's also kind of good to utilize time blocks um, especially if you don't have like a super rigid deadline for something to just be able to say, well, I'm going to devote the X amount of time to this thing. And whether it's done or not, at the end of that time block, I'm going to move on to another thing just to make sure that you rotate all your stuff through um, and get and get a little bit of everything done if you can switch gears in that way. Because also it can be really unhealthy to go at something and go at something and go at something and only do that thing to the point where you're just so sick of it that you never want to think about it again. Exactly. Um, so dedicating little amounts of time can be useful in that way too. <clears throat> Kelly said, I'm going to get a bulletin board and organize and write down which project is for who and when I need to get it done by. Good news on another note. Uh, oh, a commission... Uh, you got another commission from a previous one. That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. Charity said, I understand. I need to do that. Yeah. yeah. It's, and it is, it's important. And, and really when it comes down to it, kind of like where Kelly's talking about getting a bulletin board and organizing stuff, we have folders where we organize our orders. The majority of the orders come in through the website. So we do get a printout mm -hmm. um, every time someone orders something and even if we don't get a printout, we print something out just to have in a file folder that lets us know like, okay, this order needs to happen. This order needs to happen. Cause you know, life, it's very easy for life to happen. And then next thing you know, um, a week goes by and you're like, oh shit, those weeks, those weeks, they go by in like a day sometimes. Yep. In fact, I had that a moment like that today where I was like, when did this order come? Oh, five days ago, not yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> you got to you gotta pay attention. Make it a habit to check that daily. Yeah, for um, sure. 
Sarah said, set a tight schedule and set timer, thus period for stopping this time for paint one piece, number one, stop and work on piece number two now, even if it's not time limit piece. I um, So the way that I do that when I'm working on more than one piece is I will dedicate my time to the one piece and I'm only focused on one work, right? Um, I, I've tried doing the timer thing and what ends up happening is that's, that's where for chunking comes, right? So it's like, let me give myself five minutes to work on this or 10 minutes or 15 minutes or an hour. And then once that hour is done, I could, you know, be done, but I don't necessarily set a timer only because if I am uh, engrossed in the, the artwork, then I'm going to continue working on it. Most definitely. If I'm at a point where I'm hemming and hawing or or whatever, then at that point, then I move on to the next artwork. I find that I, lately at least, I work best in about one hour blocks. Um, it's like I get a lot done in that one hour and then I'm super ready to move on, maybe two hours. I used to just doggedly go at something um ignoring everything else until that something was done. If so, if it was like an eight hour block of sitting there and I always thought that I worked best that way. And I always told myself the story that I wasn't good at multitasking, which it's not multitasking at all. Come to find out it's switching gears. So when you're doing a thing, you're focused on that thing, you're single tasking and then you end that thing and you switch gears and you yeah, take on another thing. There is no such thing as multitasking. You can only focus on one thing at a time. But I'm curious, you know, to hear from you guys, um, are you, do you feel like you're good at switching gears? Can you do that? Can you do a thing for an hour, switch gears, move on to another thing, or do a thing for two hours, switch gears, move on to another thing? Or do you work better when you doggedly go at something for long blocks at a time? And have you tried working both ways? Um, cause I, I, I didn't even want to try switching gears when it was first, when we first started kind of doing our block schedule thing, I just figured I would hate it, but it turns out that I work really well that way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because honestly, when you're doggedly pushing through something that it's no longer fun. It sucks. Yeah. It can really suck. Kelly, Sometimes not, but. Kelly says that she switches, uh, to project two when project one frustrates her, which is great, Kelly. That's mm-hmm. basically whenever I run into a roadblock or if I'm waiting for paint to dry, then I just move on to the next one. Sarah says, I work better with deadlines, even if they're imaginary ones. Sarah, I agree with you completely. I always give myself a deadline on a painting that I'm working on just because I know that I could procrastinate and dawdle on it if I don't give myself the deadline. Now, I'm also willing to be very flexible with the deadline, but I um, always try to stick to it. And if I do have to change up my deadline, then I make it a little bit more aggressive. I'm, I'm a little weird that way because I know that I have to give myself a time limit on something in order to get it done. The self kick in the ass. Yeah. The self kick in the ass. Weirdly said so bad at switching. Want to hear one of the hacks that made it easier for us to switch gears between blocks of things was to like reward yourself when the block ends. Even if it's like a small reward, like I'm gonna eat something yummy now that my block has ended or like I'm gonna sit on the porch and look out at the pretty view for 
I don't know, 15 minutes now that my block has ended. Yeah. So like a little reward after each block before you don't, you don't want to just jump straight into the next thing. No, no. You give yourself at least 10 minutes to 15 minutes to, um, to reset. Yeah. To reset yourself. Uh, Yoshana says I work better with my Pomodoro timer, Pomodoro timer, Pomodoro timer, but mom's health is making it a bit tougher right now. I'm curious what a Pomodoro timer is. Kelly said Pomodoro timer sounds like wine, right? (laughs) Mm. Charity said reward is always good. Yeah. Yeah, It's very important. I've, I've done it both ways. I've done it where there's no reward at the end of the block, no pause, just straight into the next block. No Pomodoro. And I feel really disoriented when I try to do it that way. Yeah, you can't because, you know, that's that's trying to switch gears way too quickly. And it when, will make you dizzy. When you're compartmentalizing something, it's, you know, you, you have to give yourself the ability to ease right back into the next project that you were working on um, and ease out of the other projects because if not, then it starts mixing up. That's where... That's where when people are multitasking, they really, really end up running behind because I'm checking email, I'm doing this. You have to be willing to check your email and then move on to the next thing, but give yourself at least five minutes in something like that. If you are engrossed in a project and you are walking away, there has to come that point. For me, it's always that point where I'm like, Okay, time to walk away. Most definitely. Samson said, I always have about five irons in the fire at a time. Work on frames while listening to podcasts. Detail a sign for the gallery while listening to podcasts. Plan a few pansies while listening to podcasts. Go check on mom. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Allie said, lists feel like nagging when I schedule things too rigidly. Oh, yeah, true. No. And let's talk about this. Yeah. Uh, she said, I got to the point of doing tasks at certain times and it was m- too much like work. Yeah. Most yeah. definitely. I agree. Totally I agree. agree. I, I do not like lists. A, I don't like anybody telling me what to do. I most definitely don't want past me telling me what to do <laughs> and what time I could do it. Um, I, you know, I'm one of those people that I wake up early in the morning on my own to work on my projects, to do what I'm going to do. But if somebody schedules a meeting that I'm supposed to be at early in the morning, you will bet your ass that I'm going to sleep in because even (laughs) subconsciously I'm like, no, I don't want anybody telling me what to do. I'll say this. We used to give, try to give ourselves very specific time blocks for said lists, but it's gotten to the point where um, the list is just there with no specific time block that it needs. Like there's nowhere that it says like you need to do this at two because we've both discovered that that just simply does not No, it doesn't work. That's where, that's where like, if you're going to do a list and you're like, okay, I want to work on these projects today, you know? And if you, if you want to do four, then that's great. Maybe it's three. I want to work on these three projects today, right? It's really simple. You work on project number one. Then if you need to switch over, you work on project number two. And or you work on project number three. If you don't get to project number three, then you move it over to the next day. No time limits, no nothing. You just know that these are the things that I am working on today. Um, We like doing it with four. I like the Fantastic Four list because it gives you, if you're having a really productive day, you're going to get all four of them done. If you're having a mediocre day, maybe you'll get two of them done or three of them done. If you're having an off day, you'll at least get one of the things done on your list. Either way, what it what matters there is that you're going to feel like a badass. If you are giving yourself a time limit on things, 
then you are, in my opinion, pushing yourself a little too hard. There's a big difference between saying, I'm going to try to get this commission done by Friday versus I'm going to get this done in the next two hours or every every day for two hours, I'm going to do this and I'm going to get it done by then. At that point, then it's almost like you're trying to predict the fact that maybe you're going to, you know, oh, well, this week, I'm definitely not going to have an off day this week. I'm definitely not going to wake up feeling groggy. I'm definitely going to, everything is just going to be so on point the entire week. And essentially when you do that, you end up setting yourself up to make things worse by feeling bad because, oh, what's wrong with me? Why can't I do this? Mm -hmm. da, 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 da. That's why I like the list. Just no, no time limits. Definitely. No time limits. Allie said so true. That's exactly what I feel like. I rebel against myself and do nothing as an act of protest. <laughs> yeah. So Danielle said, I struggle with inattentive ADHD. Some days I need to keep switching gears like a maniac. And sometimes it took me so long to get in the zone that I get stuck there in fear of never being able to get in the same zone of the project later. I totally get it. I, I can totally understand that. And I think for most of us um, and most of our creative brains, we do face those we do. things. We do. Most uh, definitely. That's, that's, that's a thing where it's like you do have to give yourself permission to understand today I'm going to do my best and your best is going to change from day to day. Not only that, but I think it's very important that you really observe and understand how you work best. And if that means that some days you switch gears and some days you don't and you are zeroed in on something, that might just mean that that's how you operate best. Um, because none of us can fit into a rigid, this works for me all the time kind of no, thing. No, it, it just doesn't work that way. I mean, it's, you know, it's the, the same thing. I think about when um, watching my my younger kids right and uh you know you have that strict thing that the household i grew up in was you sat at the table and you ate your food right mm -hmm. it's lunchtime sit you sit and eat your food even if you're not hungry well i would watch my kids and i realized that there were some days where they were like bottomless pits and then there were some days where they just didn't eat as much they didn't feel like eating as much because they were doing other things and the one thing that i understood was Nobody in this house is going to starve because there's food here. Totally. Right. And like, that's where I really started questioning a lot of that perception when it comes to time or what you're supposed to do or how every day is supposed to be the same kind of schedule. It, it just doesn't work that way. It's one of the reasons that a lot of us hate our jobs because it is a rigid schedule that you have to adhere to. And there are days where you're on. Um, and there are days where you're off and that's okay. That's, that's all normal. When you are creative and you're looking at your creative schedule, you want to account for that, you know, and that's where, that's the reason that I think that the, the fantastic four list works really well, mm -hmm. because if you get one thing done, awesome. You had an awesome day. If you got all four things done, awesome. You had an awesome day, but you're not giving yourself a rigid schedule to adhere to. Uh, you know, on a day-to-day -day basis. Definitely. Weirdly said, I even struggle to switch when it comes to going to bed and waking up, almost like I don't think there's a tomorrow and I can just continue my project. I know exactly what you mean, weirdly. Sometimes you're in the zone though. Yeah. I feel like- that... I've been there. You just don't want to stop working on your project. And, and sometimes you have to be like, all right, well, you it know, is. I know the choice I'm making. Yep. I'm foregoing some sleep. That's where you're this. like, this is life. This is what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. 
Kelly said, if I'm intensely drawn into a specific painting and on a roll, I have a hard time walking away. I will be the one that doesn't sleep or shower when I'm exposed and engrossed in a piece. Yeah, exactly. exactly. And that's, that's what I mean when I say that some days are one way, some days are another way. Some projects are one way, some projects are another way. And I think that really, when you're looking at your schedule, it's having that flexibility, giving yourself that ability to be flexible with it, right? And that's where I'm like, I know that there are people out there that it's like, from this time to this time, I do this. From this time to this time, I do that. And it, you know, that's it's a it's a way that they are able to control their environment. Um, I get that. I understand setting those boundaries with other people in particular. You know, if you're like from this time to this time, I am busy. Plain For and sure, simple. because other humans will try to will try to get in there with their agendas. Yeah. It's just the way of things. So Shelly looked up the Pomodoro timer and it's a multifunction timer that allows you to input time for breaks in between time tasks. Oh, oh like that's an interval cool. timer. That is cool. Those things are useful for sure, for sure. Allie said found that setting blocks of time with certain art during the day, like a play date with a project, goofy, but it seems to work. Yeah, I like that. That's I like cool. That. Yeah, and sometimes that works for me and sometimes it doesn't, because sometimes it's the block of time for a specific thing, and I'm just not feeling that thing in that moment. So as long as it's flexible like that, like I might I might do this thing at two o'clock or I might do something else at two o'clock. Either way, I'm going to try to move through that list. Um, Connie said, my lists are normally things I really want to do or get done. I would love to make a list that reads, go back to bed, go on a picnic for lunch, shop for something you really want to buy. You know what, Connie? You should have those things on your list. You really should. I think we all should have those things on our list. (laughs) I think you have to have those rewards. I think it's important to give yourself the reward. And and that's the thing. Like when you do accomplish one of the things on your list, um, why not go back to bed, take a nap? Why not go for a picnic? Or buy yourself something. Or buy yourself uh, something. You know, I, it, that's the, the thing is, you know, and I know you said reality sucks. The thing is that re- the reality is whatever it is that you decide to make it. We, we've got so many rigid structures that are set up around time and scheduling. And the, the reality is that the real reality, I should say, is that time is fluid. It is not rigid. And so for a lot of us trying to make sense of our structure or trying to make sense of our scheduling without giving ourselves flexibility, it just, it, it really starts to become an impossible task. And that's the interesting thing is, you know, you, you can add whatever it is that you want to your list Um, Even if you do a Fantastic Four list and you decide, you know, one day out of the week or one of my items on my list is going to be go back to bed, go on a picnic for lunch or shop for something that you really want to buy. You can do that. Um, And I I even love that aspect even more because if you have your Fantastic Four list and you get through the first one and then you get through the second one and the last one on your list is go for a picnic, go for a picnic. Then you are going to do whatever it takes to get to <laughs> item four. Right. And you're going to enjoy that picnic. Yep. Uh, Kristen said, Julia Cameron calls this artist date meant to do weekly. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah. So 
should you have a schedule? That's a very basic question. If you have a lot of things to do, yeah, you should have some form of making a plan for yourself, but making a plan for yourself that works. And let me tell you a truth. It may not be an absolute truth, but in my reality, it is. That schedule is going to change a thousand times. Yeah. Because that schedule is going to work for a little while and then it's not going to work <laughs> sometimes. Well, and that's the thing. That's where that's where you do want to be flexible, you know, because you are going to have days. What happens to a lot of people is that they put together a schedule. Like, let's say, let's say that you have, um, you know, a corporate side hustle mm-hmm. and you know that Monday through Friday you're working till this time. And then you give yourself a artist schedule of like, these are, you know, in that case, I would say three things that you want to accomplish that night, whether it is send emails to this gallery, work on this painting, uh, work, you know, work on a different project Mm -hmm. as well. Right. Um, And there's going to be some days where like, you know, the shit hits the fan and you're not going to be able to get to that. Mm -hmm. And what happens to a lot of people is that it throws them off because the moment that they don't get to it, they feel like a failure. Like I failed. Like it's a domino effect yeah, of loser like a, dumb. Yeah, like a domino effect of loser dumb. And really what it comes down to is like, okay, you just didn't get it done that day. I'm sorry, that list continues the next day. Yeah. You know, and if you get it done, and even if you're not able to get to it for a week, the list continues the week after. And that's that's where you, when you're thinking about how your schedule is going to work, you want to incorporate those shit hit the fan kind of moments or those days where, you know, like maybe you spend a week and you've got a cold and you don't feel like doing anything other than like binging Netflix. That's okay too. Mm-hmm. It, it's not a reflection of your, um, you know, that you have poor productivity or anything like that. It just means that, you know, we, we kind of go up and down in our moods and in our creativity and stuff like that. And there, there are times where you want to just do nothing. For sure. Kelly said that can backfire when you have the type of list that what you don't finish gets moved to the top of the list for tomorrow, but picnic at 4 a.m. isn't doable and then never gets added. True, but you could swap a 4 a.m. picnic for 4 a.m. something else. Yep. <laughs> 4 a.m. Uh, 4 a.m. Go look at the stars. 4 a.m. Um, pamper myself pamper so, myself 4 a.m buy that thing that i've had in my shopping cart for two months yeah exactly <laughs> the shelly said loserdom i'm gonna use that love your wordage <laughs> spoken here <laughs> thank you shelly Ah, uh, let's see. Sarah said, I'm not even that focused. I'm going to approach more storefronts and businesses for possible displays. Yeah, do it. Most definitely. You know, it's funny because Sarah says, uh, I'm not that focused, but then you are quite focused and organized when it comes to a lot of things. Yeah, so you, it seems you that are. you have found a thing that works for you. And I think yeah. that's all, that's what we're all kind of going for. It's like, and the reason that I like to share this information and talk about it is because everybody's MO is different. Even if we're kind of using the same overarching techniques, lists, for chunking, block scheduling, all the things, it's really kind of dialing in whatever is working for you in, in that given time period hey, yeah. and then being willing to change it when it's not working anymore or being willing to pick it back up when you accidentally forget to implement any of it for like a month. 
yeah. you know, and, and then you really, go, oh, crap. And really, <laughs> really, you guys, because, I mean, you look online and there's a lot of, you know, you look up stuff on scheduling and, and, and I've honestly been watching a lot of these videos, you know, about bullet journaling and, and scheduling and how to do block scheduling and how to do this and how to do that and whatever. And at the end of the day, really, when I'm looking at that, all that stuff is just a little too rigid. I cannot deal with a rigid schedule because I know for a fact, given my history, that that rigid schedule is going to fall apart. And, you know, most importantly is kind of like what Ali says, can't beat yourself up but you can use distractions as excuse to avoid doing things I feel insecure about working on. I do that. And that's, that's one of the things that you want to look at is if you end up using your schedule, uh, knowing, knowing full well that there's going to be a day where the shit hits the fan and maybe you feel productive and you're on a roll for three days and then all of a sudden it falls apart. And one of the first thoughts that you have is I knew this was going to happen. I'm just not good enough. I'm just this. I'm just that. And it's really easy to use those rigid schedules to put yourself down and your 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 uh, productivity or your ambitions or whatever it is to feel like you're not good enough. And really, a lot of that comes from the fact that when you look at the world, the world is kind of set up in this whole like rigid schedule, uh, nitpicking time type thing. You got to be here at nine. You got to have lunch at this time. Uh, you get your recess at this time, and then you are able to leave the premises at this time. It takes about an hour and a half to get to this place. And then I'm going to, you know, it's people get punished when they show up to things late. Mm -hmm. People, uh, get reprimanded for such things, you know, and it's like, it, it's easy to take that rigid schedule and try to apply it to your creativity. Now, that being said, there's nothing wrong with saying, you know what? I want to get up tomorrow at 10. I'm going to be working in the studio at this time. Mm -hmm. I want to make it a habit to get into this, right? Or where where it's, not, it's not a necessity that if you did not get there at that time that you're going to punish yourself. And I think that that's the biggest thing is that we are so used to punishing ourselves or being punished when we don't do something according to the time schedule that somebody else wants us to do it. So it's almost like thinking like that's the normal way. And really, when it comes down to it, that's why you want to be flexible with it and understand, you know what? I don't work for anybody else. I work for myself. Mm -hmm. Typically, if I had a job and I had to be there at 9 a.m. and I felt like shit that morning... I would still have to be there at 9 a.m. Well, guess what? I'm going to get there at 10. Why? Because I feel like shit this morning and I want to feel I want to spend an extra hour pampering myself. Yeah, we get to do what we want. I do understand what Allie is saying, though, about using distractions as an excuse to avoid doing things that you feel insecure about. Like you're scared to start something. And so like I will check my email sometimes 500 times just uh -huh. to, just to avoid going and working on something I'm afraid to work on. And that's where for chunking is really effective, really, really, really effective because I can say, all right, I'm going to start this and I'm only obligated to work on it for a very short amount of time. Yeah. Five minutes. Um, I, I implement for chunking almost every day and there is a lot going on right now. So it's especially effective to say, all right, I'm going to work on this order 
for 45 minutes because that's what I have. I'm going to get as far into it as I can. If I mess it up, I'm not even going to think about that today. I'm going to think about it tomorrow. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) I don't even have to worry about it until tomorrow again. Yoshana said, my list is flexible. I look and see what I have the energy for. Yeah. That's, That's a good point too. Yeah. Charity said, do you make separate lists for each thing like housework, art, bills, and so on? Uh, yeah, to a, to a certain degree. So like the planner has everything, uh, whatever's going on that day. So whatever it is, it's admin, it's domestic arts, it's the studio, it's I think, media. I think it depends though when it's a big thing. So if it's just washing the dishes, you know, I have, I have a routine that I'll do um, for the most part, where when I wake up, if there's dishes in the sink, I take care of them. At night, sometimes we take care we take care of the dishes before going to bed. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are certain things. Now, when it's a thing like vacuum the house, that's going to take a little bit more time. So that's definitely going to get scheduled in. Mm-hmm. If it's a laundry day, that's going to get scheduled in. Yeah, generally it, it all goes in the planner. What I keep specific lists for are ongoing things. Like I have a list that is just specifically for orders that, that I get through the website. So I can, and it's on my phone, so I can check it off when I've completed it, I can see the backlog of what's completed and what's not completed. And if there's a deadline for it, then I can see when it has to ship out. And I don't want anything else on that list. So, um, to distract me so that I keep lists like that, um, major house projects have their own separate list. Um, you know, just, yeah. just like groceries have their own like separate work list. on third floor. And then <laughs> The work on third floor has uh, everything chunked down to exactly what needs to happen um, as their own individual projects, right? Because there's a big difference between doing a skim coating of the entire uh, floor and fixing a hole in the wall versus fixing a hole in a wall and then scheduling skim coating and then scheduling, you know, other things. So it's like you break down your projects into individual things. And that's what it is for me. It's like when I have a studio day, I have a separate list down in the studio of commissions that I'm working on or paintings that I'm working on and what I want to get done or just side projects or like fun experiments that I want to do. I might have a list or with experiments. A lot of times I have today's an experimental day. I'm going to like mess around and, and play around with stuff. But also that works because we tend to write uh, creative ideas and creative projects in in that book as well. Definitely. Each thing kind of does. So like I, I look at it this way. Each thing kind of does have its own like master list, right? The media side of what we do has its own list. The books have a list of things that need to happen with them. The music, the studio, um, domestic arts and so on and so forth. And so with those separate lists, then you can kind of look at them all and pluck the things from those lists that go on the planner right. for any given day. And then, yeah, because you have your master list. And so that's kind of, it's kind of like a claw machine of life tasks. Like you, I'm going to do but you. But that's where compartmentalizing comes in because yeah. you know that when you are, I know that when I'm editing video, like, okay, editing video is going to take some time. So that has to be separate. So when I'm looking at what else I'm going to put in that day on my Fantastic Four list. It's got to be short. They've got to be short, small projects because I know that that one project most likely is going to take me several hours. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of how I take a look at that project. I would never give myself 
four giant projects in a day that would consist of the, you know, that would take me hours each project to do. Said with conviction because we've tried to do that. Yeah. And it doesn't, does does not not work. work. You cannot do that. All you'll do is frustrate yourself and get to a point where like, you'll feel like you didn't get anything accomplished that day. Kelly said, I make laundry easy. As soon as I get a full load, I throw it in 30 seconds, change when it's done, 30 seconds, fold when I'm done, 10 minutes. Yeah, Kelly. And that's the kind of thing. That's, that's brilliant. It's Not like, letting it get away from you. You get, you get that one bucket full and you get it done. When I was, um, uh, well, no, back in a day when, when I was single, um, basically my bucket was my floor in my entire room. So <laughs> yeah. that didn't count. But I did get to a point where when I was living by myself that I had a bucket or, or a, a, basket. a basket in the closet. And whenever that basket got full, and usually it was like one small load, I'd just go and do the load. And the same thing with dishes. I kind of had a, a thing where in the morning I would do the dishes and it was my way of resetting myself, right? Because I would just kind of force myself to almost like meditate as I was doing dishes. And then, yeah, when the basket fills up to do that basket, it's brilliant. But it, but those kind of things um, didn't make it on my list. At that point, the things that would make it on my list was like, um, at that point, I think I was writing. So it was like, write at least these many words, uh, do this, you know, but I always... I always did follow a a list. I always followed a list because it was it. I needed to have things written down to be able to keep track of them. Um, Samson's got to run. Bye, Samson. I um, was also absolutely awful as a young adult with laundry. I would buy new clothes instead of wash the ones I had. Uh, I would have 14 loads of laundry sometimes. And I also just went to my job and didn't keep lists. Uh, The only thing I kept physically written down was like song lyrics that I was working on. And I kind of (laughs) drifted through my life, not really knowing uh, what I was doing at any given moment. And, um, I didn't, it wasn't a very enjoyable (laughs) experience. I think that's why (laughs) I took up the list making and I do like it so much. It's kind of a way for me to see where I've been and where I'm going. Um, Oh, I, I love lists for that reason. But yeah, I think, I think it's important to write things down because it could become an amorphous, uh, thing where, where next thing you know, you're being pulled to do something and you don't even have any idea what that thing is because you haven't written it down. Um, so yeah, as far as, you know, my opinion of where I'm at, because listen, even those people out there, they're like, I've, I've done this and this schedule works. You know, you've all heard of like, uh, ben Franklin's block schedule and stuff like that. And the truth of the matter is that a lot of times that schedule didn't work for him because it doesn't work every day. Schedules don't necessarily work for everyone every day. We're going to run into moments where it, it doesn't work. You might have a day where it's like, holy crap, there are 14 loads of laundry that got to get done. <laughs> and guess what? That day is going to be spent doing laundry. Oh, what an awful day. I know. Ellie says, not for nothing. I'm starting to get anxious about all these lists. It's a whole lot 
of trial and error, but thinking about it all at once can be overwhelming. Yeah, exactly. And that's why just four things. You write four things down. That's all you got. That's all you focus on for the week. In fact, a lot of times when I write those four things down, sure, they're set up for that day. But I know that if, if I'm having an off week, I those four things might be the only things that I get done that week. Um, now, luckily, that doesn't happen because once I get started on one thing and I'm focused on it, I pretty much get it done. But, you know, it's it's just being easy on yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, we're guys, we're never going to get it done. We're never going to get it all done. Every time you accomplish something, you're going to throw something else on your list. Yep. Um, it's just, it's going to be an ever continuing thing. Like laundry. Like like laundry. It'll always be there for you. <laughs> Sometimes I like to, I like to shout at Rafi. Why do we wear so much clothes? How do we wear this many clothes? Every week. <laughs> yep. So, yeah. So at the end of the day, I would say that when it comes down to it, you know, just figure out what works for you because that's really, that's really something that, uh, <laughs> Ali said, four things, put four things, put things in perspective, a Rafi Hall pass. Yes, exactly. Exactly. You gotta, you gotta give yourself because you want to complete things, right? And we always have so much stuff going on that you want to really break it down to like, just the things that you really would like to get done. And, you know, I say a fantastic four list. I'm saying four things, but you're the one that knows your schedule best. It could be one thing. I'm going to give myself one thing today to do, mm-hmm. or it could be two things, you know, and the, you just have this reoccurring or not reoccurring, but a uh, uh, flexible list that just keeps moving. Um, but really at the end of the day, you determine what it is that works for you. Jenny said, I'm definitely a start your day with the dishes kind of person. At least if nothing else, I've done that. Yep. Yep. Love it. That's one of the reasons I like doing when I do get up and I'm on point and I do the dishes, I'm like, I've accomplished everything. It's true. (laughs) And also you guys, um, you've heard us say this before, likely, but if you do something and it's not on your planner, write it down after the fact, because you probably do a lot more in a day than you think you do. Yep. I know that we, some days we're like, I didn't do anything today. And then it turns out we did like a whole lot of things. Yeah. Write down what you did after the fact, even you, if you didn't write it down before you did it, just so you can keep a record of what you've accomplished. Yeah. Cause you know that while you're working on other things, you'll like take care of this little thing here and take care of that little thing there. Yeah. Cause we all do it. We, right? all, we all do it. And you might as well write those down at the bottom of your list and just cross them out immediately so that when you're looking at your list, you're like, holy shit, I got a bunch of things done today. And you can be as general or specific with that as you gosh darn want to be. Yeah. Like know? there are times where I will write, you know, on certain days I'll write, uh, do dishes yeah, and cross it out and take be like, out yeah, the trash. take out the trash, go do groceries, uh, laundry, fold the towels, you know, vacuum the house, things like that. Mm-hmm you know, that, that just send this email, send this, send one email. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that's, those are the things to remember. Like, if, especially if it's an email that you're afraid of sending, you know, or you're afraid of responding, responding, or you're afraid of taking on a commission right on your list, mm-hmm. because no matter how many times you move that to the next 
you're going to get sick of moving it to the next day and you're just going to fachunk it at some point. Weirdly said, I really wish I ate off of paper plates sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) Rafi would love it sometimes if we could just throw away our dishes every night. I keep telling her, listen, if we throw away the dishes, then we could just buy new ones. Think of how exciting that that would be. That is so impractical. Kelly said, my list of four things would be paint commissions, paint cabinets, paint new orders countertop on beverage bar, patch subfloor. Watch. Which one do you think is the only one I want to do? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's hilarious. Well, I, I think, I think this was a good podcast. I enjoyed it, you know, and we, we really wanted to not come off as if we were experts because really at the end of the day, we're all figuring this crap out. And especially when it comes to our schedules Mm -hmm. and no matter how much of an expert we would be on our own schedules, you know, we're all different we all live different lives and we all have different things. So I think really it's, it's motivating to look at the subject versus avoid the subject. And I think a good way to take a look at how many heaps of things you've put on your shoulders is to just make a list, make a list of them. You're making a list not because you have to get through that list. You're making a list because you're reevaluating everything you have on that list to begin with. Because there might be things that are floating in the ether of your mind that you don't even want to do anymore. For sure. So it's. And you it's, can be like, not doing it. Yep, not doing it. Also, I would just like to announce that I love that this podcast has come full circle, starting with plates and ending with plates. <laughs> That's right. It's really good, you guys. That's right. Sarah's like, High dishes five. pile up. I binge watch movies on Tubi sometimes. <laughs> and weirdly had said, I really wish I ate off of paper plates. Um, you know, and maybe you uh, like, oh, I'm about to do a plate analogy, you guys. If you treat oh, your list like my. a paper plate, then you really can't pile too much on it <laughs> because it won't hold. So just be, you know, be reasonable <sighs> with what you're piling on your plate. Yeah. Yeah. For your to-do list. Yeah. Just remember, when you're piling things on your plate, you know, (laughs) Yoshana's laughing. When you're piling things on your plate, just think moderation. Moderation is good. Yes. Weirdly said, I got myself a new color-coded planner app, and I'm very excited. Oh, that's That's cool. That's awesome. The more fun you can make with with your lists and your planners, the better. Yep. The more likely you are to use them. Yeah. And that's something that I'm going to say to Allie too. Allie, make it, I know that the lists and like all that stuff with the rigid schedule, you know that it's a work in progress, but find a way to make it into a game, you know, a game that is flexible and fun because that way it becomes more, you know, it, it, it becomes more palpable than what we're used to, which is, this is your schedule. You got to show up on time. And if you don't do what you're supposed to do, then, you know, you're going to get fired. And really, unfortunately, when it comes to scheduling and, and stuff like that, which would benefit us all as artists, we tend to look at it from that very rigid point of view. So you just got to change it up, tap into that child within you and make it into a game, make it into a great game. Most definitely. Uh, Kirkman would like to know if this counts as tree wisdom, since we're talking about paper plates. <laughs> I believe it does. Yeah, Shana said it must be tree wisdom. 
Well, you guys, this was, I think, a really fun conversation about scheduling. Scheduling. <laughs> you all know that you must schedule your art endeavors. Kelly said scheduling is a bear. Being excellent and rock. New motto. <laughs> New motto. I like it. Ooh, that's My good. scheduling is a bear. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> Be a bear. <laughs> All right. So, well, I guess I'll, we'll leave you guys with those um, those tidbits. Obviously, this is an ever-evolving thing uh, when it comes to scheduling and stuff. So I do love a lot of what your rogues <laughs> had to say here. And yes. it's, it's so good to get together and talk about this particular subject I don't think a lot of people talk about scheduling. I think a lot of people, anytime that I've talked to anybody about scheduling or how they schedule their days, usually they give me a lot of um, information that they've heard somewhere. Some of it is good. Or they talk about how much they hate it. Or they talk about how much they hate it. (laughs) Um, But really at the end of the day, it's like, you know, you just got to figure out what works for you, uh, what you're comfortable with and what you're doing that doesn't allow you or or doesn't give you the room to feel overwhelmed because you're not putting a lot on your plate. So I like that. Kelly said, I think I'll make that a t-shirt. I think you I should, think you Kelly. Should. I think you should. Uh, Kirkman said, love the podcast. Definitely going to listen to this again. Awesome. Thank you, Kirkman. And I guess that that is it. I want to thank the rogues for being here. You guys are freaking awesome. So brilliant. So wonderful. Yes. Thank you for all, all the advice. I, I love the, I want to look into the timer. The Pomodoro timer. Yeah. The Pomodoro timer and uh, look into some of the other things. I want to take a look at the, um, the Cameron book when it comes to giving, I love the idea of gifting yourself something. That's yeah. something that we haven't done, but it's definitely something that needs to happen. Yes. And uh, yeah. So thank you, Rogues, for being here. You guys are absolutely amazing. And for anybody out there that's listening to this, thank you so much for being here. You guys are awesome. We really appreciate you listening to our podcast. And uh, if you like it and you're not subscribed to us and you'd like to subscribe, go ahead and click wherever it is that you need to click to to subscribe. And other than that, I would say, would you like to say goodbye, Clee? Indeed. Good day. Adios. Adios.